we're, we're struggling a little bit because we started using Zencaster last week, and then Zencaster had a major 2.0 update between last week and this week. Yeah, I thought this looked a bit different. <laughs> it looks a little different. I'm, I'm hoping they didn't also get bought by Facebook secretly. <laughs> it, it is, it is kind of looking like that, though, isn't it? That yeah. UI. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Um, okay, well, welcome everyone. We're coming to you live from the internet. Uh, welcome to Game Busters. This is a podcast from GameLuster.com, and here uh, we are today going to dive into uh, dive into the ink. We're going to be talking about Splatoon. So if you are new here, uh, every week we basically just do a deep dive into a game or a franchise that we really love and want to talk about, and we're just going to be chill. Uh, I don't care how horrible and serious it is outside of your room don't look out the window just hang out here with us for a second uh so i am joined as always by my lovely co-host re howdy 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 and our special guest today is Rhett, who's coming to us live from japan in the dark of the night it's late uh so yeah this i want this to kind of be maybe a shorter like relaxed fit episode mm-hmm. like you know when you get like you get like relaxed fit pants that's what this episode's gonna feel like around your body oh stretch stretch uh, are these so, some like elastic like ala- oh. sorry i would say are these some like you know elastic wasted one size fit all pants yeah these are like some like maternity pants oh this is comfy yeah so so nintendo's pregnant and they're pregnant with splatoon <laughs> they're pregnant with splatoon 3 yeah, um, I guess. <laughs> oh, I'm also near of. I didn't say that. That's me. It's <laughs> it's not even that early. It's like 10:45 a.m. It's not early. I can't. I, I don't have anything to defend myself with. Um, on a on a day off, right. that is early. It is. It is. Um, okay, so let's jump into the Hall of Fame luster. Rhett, I know you haven't been here for about 18 episodes or so. So yeah, I was I, on it a while back, but yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, I think the the Hall of Fame luster has on, undergone some changes since you've been here. Um, oh, major we are changes. Located, we have moved a we lot. Are, we, we have moved a lot. We are located on the Majora's Mask moon now. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah, and we bought about, I think, 100 square miles of moon from Elon Musk to kind of be like the area around the hall. And We um, needed it. Every time, we really needed it. Yeah, well, the thing is that a lot of the the people we've inducted are not really built for space life and so they've sort of been like exploding upon uh arriving in the hall um it's really mostly just stitch from lilo and stitch holding it down right now yeah i don't think i don't think any of our other applicants um you know even the ones that joined pre-moon sort of didn't make it did they uh, yeah no no and again again just for liability reasons that's just nature taking its course that wasn't us (laughs) <laughs> yeah like what, what do they um, expect us to do put put oxygen in space you know we, we can't we're not I don't miracle know if we have, workers i don't know if we have anyone who can do this but if there's anyone who can do like some fan art of like stitch from lilo and stitch like wandering the empty halls of this giant museum like with like a cane and like a beard like he's an old curator and like all of his <laughs> creations have died i would like that um <laughs> all right so the hall of fame luster today uh we are going to induct the lost third squid sister um to go along with Callie and Marie from Splatoon. So Rhea, I'll let you kick it off. What what did you bring? Okay, I went with I think it's the second time I've put her forward, but I'm determined to get her in. I'm going for Yuna from Final Fantasy X2. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. uh because uh so anyone who's not familiar, Final Fantasy X is a very serious, like semi coming of age story told in this JRPG world. Um very emotional very cathartic at the end that it takes itself fairly seriously um and then in 10 2 you play as yuna who has joined like a j-pop band and um sings a lot and dances a lot wasn't she like her... a priestess in the first one yeah she goes from being a priestess to a j-pop icon um and i like that she she i i didn't finish the game because i just i couldn't be fucked but it this it... is not a good defensive here <laughs> it's not but my point is aesthetically and like how she moves in that game i feel like she would fit in with callie and marie seamlessly you know i feel like if you okay. plopped 10 to yuna in in splatoon 3 you would you it wouldn't look jarring apart from the fact that she's not a squid okay um sure uh okay Rhett, uh who did you bring 
for the uh, to be the lost third squid sister. I brought the hand inside the toilet of all those Zelda games that asked for paper. <laughs> no, it's, you can just see the hand, but who knows what's beyond that? Is it a squid? Is it a kid? Um, uh, yeah, she's been down there for a while, but she's ready to come out. Wow. Okay, I, that was really unexpected. Yeah, I'm I, glad you reminded me about the the hand that asked for toilet paper. I could not have predicted that one. That was my favorite Stieg Larsson novel. <laughs> um, Mayor, okay, you so, bring? Uh, I did. I I brought. I'll probably have to send a picture to you guys. Let me do that. Um, so I I've brought the character uh, Futaba from uh, from Persona Five uh, because of well, there's a certain similarity between her and the Squid Sisters. I'm just gonna send you an image here. Um, and I think she'd fit in quite nicely. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Let's uh, see. What do you think, Reed? Yes. Oh, my God. No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's now I will. I'm going to have to be real. I'm going to I'm going to be honest here. I don't know that personality wise she'd be a good fit because she has uh, agoraphobia and is pretty uh, high severe anxiety talking to more than one person at one time. I don't know that she's really equipped for a big move up on on the stage. I guess. Yeah, um, that's not really what they like, look for in a presenter. Maybe she's and maybe she's DJing in the back, and I think that's maybe better. Uh, doing something like sort of like Marina. Um, she could yeah. just like DJ and then pop a booyah every, you know, few days. Yeah. I feel like, like that you would could just be like for the a team. baseline. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think that that could be good. Um, anyway, I, I, I mostly just wanted everyone to know how much Futaba looks like she's just an inkling, but like a human <laughs> one. Um, I mean, you're, you're dead on on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Also, I want to I wanna just, this is not an entry because of, I can't bring because of Jess's law. We can only bring one entry, but. I do want to note that Squidward would have been a good choice. Oh, that already got said in the Discord, and I was like, "God yeah, damn it!" Yeah, yeah. You know, I didn't want to. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so everyone gets two votes. Uh, right, we've had some new laws appear uh, over time <laughs> since you've been gone too, as I said. Um, and then we also have Axel's law that you can't vote for yourself twice. We do have Chelsea's law that you can vote for another person twice. Okay. Um, so you have two votes. You can distribute. So I, I just tell him right now, all right, I'm going to vote. I'm obviously vote one for the hand that asked for toilet paper. Yeah. And then <laughs> I'll give old Sakura a uh, a vote. She's, okay. It's just uncanny how close that is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I want to give a shout out to, to Kate for reminding me about that uh, for a game luster. Thank you. Because uh, I, I had totally forgotten. Uh, okay, Ree? Uh yeah, same votes for me. I'm I'm going for toilet paper hand and squid persona girl. I still haven't played the game. Squid persona, yeah. Um, oh, I was gonna do the same thing, so we're in an uncomfortable situation again. Oh god, um, what a hellish combination this is going to be. So you just gotta okay. give her the toilet paper begging hands, but I suppose largely she can stay the same. I. Okay, I don't want. All right, how about we compromise? All right. Okay. How about like you like you see the hand ask for toilet paper, and then when you give it the invitation, the invitation for the Hall of Fame luster in paper form, it okay. pops out Ooh. as Sakura. Oh, it's like a smash invitation. Okay. Yeah, and it's like Taba's out of the toilet and ready for battle. Ready to f- <laughs> ready to fight. Um. Uh-huh. I almost said ready to fuck, but I remembered she's 15, so I didn't want to say that. Oh my um, god. Yeah, somebody should probably remind a lot of Persona fans about that too. I'm just gonna go ahead and say. Alright. Um so well well let's uh let's uh welcome the toilet paper hand from Zelda. Is that an Ocarina also or is it just Majora's mask? It's in both, yeah. Um, yeah, well, welcome the Zelda toilet paper hand and Futaba Sakura, uh, aka Oracle from Persona 5. <laughs> welcome <laughs> to the Hall of Fame luster. Uh, Oracle actually, hold on. Now, Futaba's persona is actually a UFO that she rides around in. And so this is a, this is a, a happy coincidence for the Hall of Fame luster. I think she'll be okay up there. <gasps> oh my god, is she going to be our first in several weeks to actually survive the journey? I mean, she's probably screwed when she gets out of the 
the UFO. Yeah, we're, we're going to have to tell her not to get out. Um, so she's just going to, that think, better be a comfy UFO. I think the U, I think the image for this one on the cover is just going to be like the UFO persona with like the toilet paper hand coming out of it. <laughs> um, all right. That, that sounds, uh, that sounds good to me. Okay. Uh, oh, also one thing. Apparently it's not in Ocarina of Time. But it's in Majora's Mask and Oracle of Ages. So Oracle of Ages, weird. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I, I did Oracle of Ages. One, I think I played yeah. Seasons. Can't remember. Same. I was a Seasons boy back in the day. What, was it like a Pokemon Red, Pokemon Blue situation? Could you find no, different Zeldas in each one? Completely different games. And uh you could actually, if you progressed in one, you could get a password and input it in the other and unlock some stuff. But no, seasons you controlled the seasons, so you would change the environment. You know, it'd be snowy and you could go this way or you would, you know, freeze the lake and could walk on top of it. But ages, you'd go back in time and the land changed a bit. So different games, different-ish stories, same general themes. But yeah, they just popped two games at the same time back in the day. Like it was nothing. All right. nothing. All right. uh, welcome Sorry. everybody. No, it's good. That's good to know. Uh, welcome everyone to our main uh, segment. This is Bustums. We are talking about Splatoon today. So what I want to start doing is, if anyone is unfamiliar with Splatoon, listening, uh, if uh, I don't know, Rhett, Rhett, why don't you take a run at it? Just briefly explain to me what this game is and what it's about. So Splatoon is a shooter, um, and you control your character, which in the first game was just a squid kid. And uh, you might ask, what's a squid kid? Is it a squid or is it a kid? That has yet to be... Yeah, to be determined, yeah. Determined, yeah. <laughs> and it, <laughs> it's the, it's, it was the first big divide in the community, which has since had a bunch of divides. Yeah, in, and uh, in fact, this... they've sort of celebrated our divides <laughs> with Splatfests. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, it's a third-person shooter. Um, instead of shooting bullets, you shoot ink out of your gun. And the... The really cool part of this game is that the ink that you shoot um, goes on the ground and allows you to swim through it. And uh, your team's ink is different than the enemy's ink. And uh, you can swim through yours. You can't swim through the enemies. And uh, the first mode of the original Splatoon game was not the the goal was not to you know you know get those a kid bunch kills. of enemies. It was yeah. just to have the most area inked. And so that was the really you know, that was the different part to this game than any other shooter. And yeah. it's evolved a bunch uh, since since then. Um, but yeah, squid kids swimming around and shooting each other. Um, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it is fun. Um, okay, so let's let's talk about the development a bit. So I'm going to run through the development, and then we'll talk more about, like, the game afterwards. Mm. So uh, Nintendo's internal studio, which is, you know, usually just called Nintendo EAD, is made up of, like, a lot of different teams. Um I don't, I'm sure everyone knows that. Like, there's basically like 20 different teams inside of what the entity known as Nintendo as a developer is. Um, but uh, in 2013, there's uh, the Animal Crossing team, who, by the way, had uh, who had done Yoshi's Island and then all the Animal Crossings after that. That was kind of their repertoire. Uh, Shintaro Sato was a member of that team, and he just in his own time created a demo. Uh, of a four versus four battle in which you would just ink more territory than the opponent to win in a featureless arena. It was just a flat square. Um, this was known as the tofu demo uh, because the characters were, they all looked like blocks of tofu. They were just white blocks. Yeah, tofu for smash. Tofu for smash, please. That could be a good, honestly, that would be a good spirit. Yeah. That's yeah. Just like the tofu tofu block. Block. Yeah. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the Tofu demo was shown to the Nintendo execs, and they loved it. Uh, they asked uh, Shintaro Sato and the rest of the team to put together a real demo on company time, like with company assets and everything. Um, so the idea for Squid Kids actually came very late into development, interestingly. Like, the whole game was developed, and they still didn't know what the characters were. <laughs> um, Which is crazy, because really the whole idea of, like, the graffiti and everything it lends itself so perfectly to this like 90s post-apocalyptic aesthetic that i don't know how it took them so long to get to that yeah yeah um so this is a quote here i have a lot of quotes in this one so this is a quote from uh subasa sakaguchi who's the director rather than squids being the first domino the new game the new ip 
It was more like we were creating the whole way, and the squid was a piece over on the side, and it became the final piece we put in. Um, mm. So, yeah, he uh, he directed... Uh, Subasa Sakaguchi had previously only done character design for games for Nintendo. He had never directed a game in his life. Uh, the games he had done character design for, by the way, were Twilight Princess, Wii Fit, and Wii Sports. Oh, wow. <laughs> I guess I guess it's weird, because Wii Fit, Wii Sports got it, but... Twilight Princess seems very, very like dark and not. Well, yeah. it's not right. Maybe he just des- maybe he designed the Twilight yeah. Princess monkeys. <laughs> you know, he could have. He could have. You know, for as dark as that game is, there are some really derping looking characters in that game. Yeah, so. like we don't even have to talk about like Ukukabu or whatever it's fucking called. Yeah, and then the baby who just runs a monopoly on all the shops. Yeah, With the, that was the original boss baby. <laughs> that was the original boss baby <laughs> Alec Baldwin ain't got nothing on that no uh, let's see okay so yeah after coming up with all these ideas the developers had trouble filtering it down into a fun game so this was when infamously Shigeru Miyamoto walked into the door and said this is horrible <laughs> as he does for as most, he always does yeah. as he does for almost every Nintendo project <laughs> oh um, my god and so Miyamoto came in and told the team that there was no appeal to their game in this state. Uh, and so afterwards, the developers, they added the ability to hide in ink and they added some verticality to the maps, like you know, swimming up and down the sides of, of walls. But it still like felt very unfocused. So Miyamoto said, like, oh, no, I guess I'm going to have to take a direct hand in fixing your bad game. And he uh, joined the development team to take a, a very supervisory role. Um. So he, uh, so it's worth noting at this point that the team doing Splatoon uh, was not the the people on the team were not the same people that were doing Animal Crossing. Those people, those people were working on Animal Crossing uh, New Leaf's big big update, which I don't know if you guys remember was like an entirely new game when they did their like Welcome Amiibo update. Oh yeah, that um, was that crazy. Was like, wasn't that like? deep into like yeah it was like five years after it came out yeah like, i can yeah. remember just turning on my ds one day it's like oh okay so for this game that they are not making money for anymore they just dropped this massive update that's that's pretty cool yeah honestly for me like when i found out about the big update that was when i like tried new leaf for the first time i was like yeah, okay you that, bought the yeah. game yeah i remember yeah. that yeah because i think i was like in a store and i was talking to you on the phone it's like should i buy this and i was like yeah you should yeah dude um so um let's see here uh yeah so like i said this team is not the same group of people that had made the uh the animal crossing games up till now uh they were part of the same team but this group of people that were working on splatoon was almost entirely new people they were all young they were all in their early 20s they were all fresh out of college this was everyone's first project ever so Miyamoto stepped in and said, like, these kids don't know what they're fucking doing. Like, I'm going to guide them to make them powerful. <laughs> I'm um, just imagining, like, the so, um, fucking Darth Vader's theme, like, playing as soon as Miyamoto, mm-hmm. like, walks yes, in. He walks in, yeah. I have to imagine there's, like, a mix of, like, terror and, like, relief. Because it's like, okay, my game's going to be very good when it comes out. But, like, my life is going to be horrible until then. <laughs> yeah. Um, so from, uh, from Hisashi Nogami, who's the producer... Uh, he said to about Miyamoto, he's definitely someone who's very strict when it comes to making things. He'll come in and say, is this really okay like this? Could you make it fun? <laughs> and uh, yeah, so very good. Uh, so uh, he continued on here. So when we decided to make a game about switching between a squid and a kid, we got a really good reaction and we were having a lot of fun playing the game. While we were thinking about the mechanics and player abilities, our art director was coming up with assorted character designs. We had, right from the beginning, all these different ideas, the squids being one of them. We had robots, we tried different animals, macho men, and also Mario. (laughs) Right from the start, we had all these different choices. Mario had a gun. Mario had a gun, and he was swimming around in ink and jumping out like a squid. I I demand Nintendo. (laughs) Nintendo, you cowards, release the concept art. (laughs) Release the Mario cut. Oh god, they need to add Squid Mario or just Gun Mario to Smash. Oh well, Mario has a gun in Mario Rabbids, by the way. I just want to remind everyone Wait, they what? did end up doing it. Yeah, yeah, he's got a gun. Yeah, everyone has. Yoshi has a gun. Peach has a gun. Luigi has a gun. Yeah, nice. Mario yeah, Rabbids. They finally yeah. unleashed him. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Luigi actually has a sniper rifle. 
as he did. Got are, how have you not played Mario Rabbids? It's like one of the best games on the Switch, honestly. <laughs> yeah, they did <laughs> that one cool. one day. That was a, that's a Ubisoft. Uh, that's a Ubisoft joint, yeah. I was not that was the first time, by the way. From un- unrelated Mario Rabbids. <laughs> yeah, uh, unrelated. Well, it's a you know it's a turn-based tactical strategy RPG. And with like this all up. with Yoshi. We're not, not, we're how not. you not? How do you not know this? Aren't you supposed to be a game journalist? Yeah, well, funny enough, I you know, ga- Mario Rabbids is not massively on my radar. I have to say, that's insane. This came out four years ago. Um, yeah, I was like a okay, baby the, then. I was an infant. That's true. That's true. I'll give you that. Um, <laughs> the uh, just for reference, um, you it is so different because this is the first that that was the first time ever that uh, Nintendo let somebody else make a game with Mario in it since Super Mario RPG for the SNES when they let Square Enix make that one. So it was about a 20-year gap in between letting somebody else make a Mario game. Um, I mean, well, yeah, Super Mario RPG was a success, so... Yeah, yeah. Uh, Anyway, so... Here's some fun facts. At some team, at some point, the team had considered using urinals and sinks as warp points uh, on the map... (laughs) Um, okay. Which I really like. <laughs> That's um, what happens I, I when a sink, but like a urinal. It's like, oh man, it's been a long day. Time to take a leak. Oh no, it's one of them. Oh no, it's kids. another squid kid. Oh, there's a hand in the <laughs> toilet asking for toilet paper. Happens in the toilets at Nintendo HQ. What is happening there? Uh, you know what? I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Breaks. I'll no, I'll tell you. I'll tell you with my next sentence. Um, the, the specific sound of, uh, of the squids diving into the ink was created by, I, and I could not, I could not find any further description of this in an interview. This is it by creating a pile of goop in the middle of the, the studio and just punching it until they got the sound. <laughs> <laughs> There's no, there is no, I looked, I'm, I looked so hard. There is no further elaboration on what the goop was made of. Oh my God. So this is the kind of stuff. Of what happens in, in your workday when Miyamoto rocks up and says, Hey, your game isn't fun. Now punch the mystery goo. You know? <laughs> punch the mystery goo. <laughs> until the game's yeah. good. <laughs> You're going to punch the goo until your game is good. <laughs> it's, it's, I, I used to work at a, in a sales office, and every time there was a big sale, we used to hit this big gong. It sounds very like <laughs> office space, like 80s, like like work culture yeah. but yeah we used to hit a big gong but i guess nintendo's got the opposite it's like when you mess up a game or mess up something <laughs> yeah. go, go oh the goop Ooh, san you've you've done you've done some bad coding here you're gonna go you need to go punch the goop for an hour <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be like the jason schreier investigation that finally gets done into the nintendo workplace it's just gonna be <laughs> stuff like this and you know, like, yeah, we, Brad, we we couldn't really determine if this was abusive or not. <laughs> um, for like for like Japanese workplace standards, that's like not actually. That yeah, bad. no, no, this is pretty good. Um, uh, all right, so yeah, one thing is the, uh, this is a quote here. One thing is the fact that as the characters are playing, they'll get more and more covered in ink. Mister Miyamoto wanted to make it more obvious and very easy to see we were getting covered in ink. That's the kind of detail it gets very very focused on. He gets very particular about making it feel like you've had an experience. So if you're painting something, you're doing you're going to get covered in paint. In Splatoon, you should have that same feeling. It makes the characters feel more sympathetic. The basic gameplay of spraying ink around, it's kind of like vandals throwing tomatoes around. And in the course of that, you get some paint on yourself and you feel like you're going to let go and get involved. It makes it exciting. What a train of thought that was. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think you have to be thinking like that in order to create Splatoon, though. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, absolutely. We, you can definitely tell they have they're very detail oriented on that game and yeah it's this is yeah prime example of course of the nintendo polish that like you know like uh, everyone wishes they had Mm. um the team that uh, made splatoon like i said was the youngest at nintendo at the time and many of them were on their first job ever and and in that way some new blood brought new ideas many of these younger staff were fans of the call of duty and battlefield games and played them on competing consoles in their own time which was very unusual and almost unheard of among older staff at Nintendo. So this was an interesting thing I, I took a look at that they mentioned is that like it is, and perhaps Rhett, you can Rhett living in Japan, you can speak to this, but like it seems that the culture at Nintendo is not like a, a rule, but like people didn't like play games on other systems back then. Like they, they, the developers were just kind of expected to not really experience stuff outside of Nintendo and this this new crop of 
like I said, fresh out of college kids who are, you know, fucking playing, you know, some COD zombies online and stuff were like, yeah, whatever. What the fuck? I'm doing it on my Xbox. Eat my ass. Like, uh, yeah, yeah you're, uh, if you want to pop, want me to pipe into this, uh, yeah. they, uh, absolutely. I've had a bunch of younger mid twenties coworkers who have asked if I have a PS4 and want to play some COD. So, um, young Japanese 20 somethings, 30 somethings are definitely getting into call of duty and some Western titles rather than yeah. And also, when I said Xbox, what I meant was PlayStation because there's yeah, no I was Xboxes about to say I'm Japan. with Xbox. I feel like I haven't sniffed, I haven't sniffed a red ring in the. That, that sounds gross. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen a, a Xbox. Why did I say it like that? Uh, um, <laughs> I haven't sniffed a red ring. Oh uh, no, um, I haven't seen an Xbox in a while. So I'm, just gonna, I'm just leave it at that. Uh, yeah. So. Um, Splatoon was uh, shown for the first time at a uh, at a demo in a in E3 2014 that had a playable demo on the floor. There was a lot of crazy promo that I found out about with this new IP. Uh, actually, Rhett, I think I might have I think I might have sent you a picture of this. Do you remember when I, I like pre ordered Splatoon and I got like the hat with it? Yeah, you got the hat. We were so hyped after that E3 reveal, dude. Um, we're so fucking ready. I think we we yeah. both got we both pre ordered that, right? I think we both pre ordered. I did not get the hat. I feel Damn. a little bit left ah. out that not getting the hat. Um, but we both pre-ordered it and both got it and played it very early on. And if I remember correctly, that E3 was like all about Splatoon. They, yeah. They, because it was the Wii U and they didn't have any other games. Uh, sad days. I still like that console, but uh, that's a different conversation. But yeah, yeah. They, they, went in, they went ham on Splatoon in 2014, and um, I'm glad they did. Yeah, so some of the promo examples... Uh, Splatoon outfits began appearing in a lot of different 3DS games as promo, as well as uh, there was like a, a fairly popular manga where like the Squid Sisters just like showed up and like promoted Splatoon in the manga. Um, I don't remember what it was called. It was like a um, shoujo manga. I can't remember what it was called, um, which is cool because like this, th- uh, 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 this is an aside, but like Nintendo has, oh, we lost three. Sad. Um she should she should be back in if she just reconnects. She she's missing all of this good explanation of vertical integration. Um, That's true. <laughs> um, uh, like she said a- Wi-Fi just went won't be back when I can. Um, I'm gonna well, say in the that meantime, was- I, I feel like maybe we can maybe we can think about so so we got we got all kinds of things we got it appearing in manga we got it in different outfits and other games. Um, I wonder if Nintendo was as deep as like a Disney was. You know how Disney owns like ABC and ESPN, and like I'll be watching ESPN or I was I would be watching ESPN and like like a big like Star Wars Force Awakens. Would you yeah, and you're like, like when oh, I'm watching right. like when I'm watching like an NFL game. Like imagine if like Nintendo owned like CBS Sports and like like a goal like someone scored a goal and like a like a like an animation of like a dancing inkling like shows up or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, 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 and then, yeah, or just, you know, from, like good. the field just turns into ink and just like squids are jumping in and out. I, I could get behind that. Um, I would go for that, yeah. What, um, what, what, other, what other things did Nintendo do? And I mean, they did that in Japan. What what were some international integrations? They had, the- so it's good that you ask, in Canada, there's a, there's a, um, a, a yogurt, a frozen yogurt chain called Yogurties, which I, I don't think I know, but... They had Splatoon frozen yogurt over the summer. Um, that's yeah, good. that's a good. So they had basically like uh, just like they had like a Cali or a Marie. I looked this up because I found the old archived promotion. Again, they um, divide us. Divide, dividing us. Uh, yeah, they had like a Cali and a Marie like frozen yogurt that like had like different toppings that like and like were color, you know, like colored toppings to look like the either of them. Um, and then uh, this is the craziest one, I think. Nintendo UK partnered with Adrenaline Alley Skate Parks, and they decorated it with uh, decals and props based on the game, and replicated the uh, the the skate park from that game in real life. And then in the skate park, they put a bunch of Wii U demo stations for the whole summer, so people could play like the Splatoon demo in the skate park. I it sort of makes sense because there's uh. I mean, some stages in the game are state parks, like m- recent street where. What's like, it like the inspired. the hump, hump, hump back pump track is also a skate park kind of right? Yeah, there's there's skate parks 
in the game. And, and you could tell the, the team that made it. I imagine some are probably skaters themselves, but I mean, all of the fashion in the game is like, you know. Yeah, it's very like 90s skate kid kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which like, I think, sorry, go on. I was about to say, I don't know if y'all knew this, but Japan has a really in-depth and uh, vibrant streetwear culture in Tokyo. Like if you go to Harajuku, which has just the general image of, just being a bunch of you know carry pomu pomu really bright colors yeah um, lots of, of like neon girls. blue yeah mm-hmm. and so there, there's that whole thing but if you go different areas i mean bathing ape is a japanese company and uh a lot of american street like street people who wear street wear a lot of rappers um are are partnered with bathing ape the the weekend who's an rmb artist uh his merch line is with bathing ape and th- there's a bunch of really nice japanese street wear brands and people who buy it up and there's tons yeah. of shoe shops over there so um when you see you know when you see this in splatoon i'm not surprised because there's a ton of it in tokyo right no that, that makes sense uh Rhea, are you here i'm here i'm back oh you passed your health check congratulations um <laughs> so yeah we were just talking about how nintendo uk had set up uh skate parks with wii u demo stations with the splatoon demo to promote it um, and I'm they decorated so it like the skate that I didn't see any park of from them. the game. It's Adrenaline Alley. I don't know if you know that brand. Uh, or are you? How much of a skater are you on a, on a scale of one to skater boy? Um, I can't even. I can't even think of a funny answer. So zero. <laughs> um, yeah. Sometimes you can't. Uh, sometimes <laughs> there's no joke. I, I this is such an aside, but I, I I think about this constantly. There was like some, I think there was like an episode of American Dad where like they were just like having a conversation, and then like someone uh, st- Stan said something, and like there's just like a silent beat, and Klaus is like, "That wasn't very fun," and he's like, "Well, not everything's a joke. Sometimes you just have to get information to the audience." <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> um. Okay, so in the United Kingdom, Reed, this one's for you too. Uh, thanks hey. for doing this one. I'm assuming you were involved. In the United Kingdom, a lorry containing a shipment of special edition copies of the game was hijacked in transit, yes. resulting in oh game having to cancel I... all their special edition pre-orders. That's a surprisingly common thing in the UK. I don't know what it is about the UK particularly, but I'm constantly hearing stories, particularly nearby uh, where I live, where lorries containing a much sought-after game um, are hijacked. That happened with uh, Grand Theft Auto Five near me as well. Oh, that's um, hilarious! <laughs> I know, <laughs> perfect. Um, and I can remember like a bunch of kids took t- like were like took their day off school thinking their like pre-orders would come because uh, I was in high school at the time, and they didn't, and they were really pissed. Um, so uh i remember you know what the problem is is that you guys are using lorries instead of trucks oh obviously (laughs) yeah much more secure i don't know i actually don't know what it is it's just a unique british problem like we will not engage uh, in violence unless it is specifically for a video game that sounds uh that sounds or or i guess war crimes um obviously that goes without saying Um, also, Rhett, do you remember when we fucking pre-ordered the, uh, Zero Time Dilemma, like, oh, the special yeah. edition, and, like, didn't, like, the ship get, like, hijacked or something fucking crazy yeah, happened? Or, like, I think there was a big crash, or, like, an Amazon Yeah, like, I think the, ship, no, I think the ship crashed. I think it was a boat that crashed, like, that was carrying stuff from Japan. I, I don't remember. I'd have to look it up. But, yeah, I remember, get, like, Amazon said, like, it'll be here, like, a month after the game comes out. And I was like, fuck that. Fuck you, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> um, yeah, that was really disappointing. I think I ended up downloading the game and playing it and then still. It, dude, yeah, you I, got the watch, right? I remember you. Had I did it. get the watch. Uh, yeah, I canceled my. As, sorry. Which wasn't as good as the second game's watch, which wasn't no. as good as the first game's watch. Like they could consecutively got worse in quality, but I did get the watch. <laughs> it's because um, they got more money. So yeah, the first watch watches were like actually made out of metal and stuff. Jesus, but, that sounds awesome. I I, can't, I remember I canceled my pre-order and I just like bought it on Steam and I was like fuck this. Um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, the uh, the game came out to really great reception. Got an eighty-one on Metacritic, which is pretty pretty fucking good for a for a new IP. Um, it sold extremely well at launch. And by the way, I didn't realize this. It came out a week after The Witcher Three. <laughs> 
Um, oh my god, it did, didn't it? Yeah, <laughs> so they're like in two different time periods in my in my head in how I store yeah, history. Yeah, crazy. I cannot believe that. Um, but yeah, the uh, the the games came out right next to each other, and uh, Splatoon's sales uh, were beaten only by The Witcher Three everywhere in the world. So that was a really good deal for them. I mean, which is incredible, seeing that it was on the Wii U. Yeah, it was on the Wii U, and that was a new IP. Like, it's it's fucking crazy. It also ended up becoming the fastest-selling new IP on the Wii U. Um, That's not, now not that I think hard. about it, it might have also been the only one. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it was also the most successful new IP in Japan on any system since Wii Sports. Oh, okay. Bloody hell, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Which Wii Sports uh, came with the Wii, so... Yeah, yeah, which is why. Yeah. Um, so it ended up selling about five million copies worldwide, which, if you do some math, is uh, almost half of how many Wii U's exist. So <laughs> that is uh, oh <laughs> it's pretty pretty good attach rate, huh? That's like some Breath of the Wild level attach rate. Right? <laughs> I guess uh, it was sort of like that feeling of like you've just brought this brick, which you deep down know isn't going to be supported much longer, and you're like, yes, I can get this good game. And then when the PS4 bros bully me for having this, I can go, ha, huh? you can't play Splatoon though. And then we had that to keep us going for like two years until yeah. you know, reality sunk in. Reality sank in, and then yeah, and then you're like, I hate this big dumb gamepad. <laughs> oh man i hurt i hate it so um so um yeah one uh one thing actually to note is that the uh the developers said that like the gamepad was like kind of integral to their game design because they it, the, having the gamepad was what made them think like okay like that made them think of warp points in the first place um and they were like okay you should be able to warp on the map like and you should be able to see like an overlay of what's getting colored and what's not so you can be a little bit more tactical about your decisions on like where to paint and stuff like that. And uh, so they they built this game, and like I will say, this is one of the like two games that like needed the Wii U gamepad to be played. Like actually, um, yeah, the I was other one I say. think was just the Luigi's Mansion Nintendo Land game. Yeah. Oh man, that was a blast. Dude, Big Booty Judy? Are you kidding? Big Booty <laughs> Judy, baby. Um. Yeah. So, those are good times. Uh. So this is also something to note. Um. And Rhett, I'm going to let you talk about how big Splatoon is in Japan in a second. But in a in a <laughs> the soundtrack debuted just the soundtrack debuted at number two on the Billboard Japan, and it stayed in the top forty for a year. There are some bangers on there, to be fair. It is. It's an amazing soundtrack. It just like this is for a video game about squid kids on a system if nobody you, has. If you've never seen the video that I think Nintendo of Japan put out of them singing the songs, number one especially for Splatoon 2, the voice actresses they got to sing the two Squid Sisters look very similar to the Squid Sisters. It's really weird. Suspiciously. And, uh, yeah, it's suspiciously similar. And um, and second, it's 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 way more... I mean, they're just actually singing. Like, I, I, I'm sure they modified their voices a little bit for that. But they're just singing those little gibbly globbly words it's yeah go watch that video it's like really uh and yeah yeah it's it's, it's good. really interesting yeah i also want to note that like this is a another successful weird language uh uh use from this team because this like i said is the same team that does animal crossing um they've made every one of the games and they also made new horizons um after splatoon 2 and uh if anyone's not aware uh i think we talked about this in our animal crossing episode but the way that those voices are done like is by having the voice actors uh, spell out the letters of each word uh, like for house, you would say H O U S E. And then they speed it up like a bunch and then change the pitch of it. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. I know that. Yeah. It's very cool. And so, um, and it's crazy because they actually get uh, English voice actors for the American one. So like Isabel in, in English, is like you know would be saying like sakana or whatever like that you know or in japanese sorry and like they would speed it up the same way um so it's like really interesting yeah um the uh anyway so this team was was not new to that kind of a thing they they got really inventive with how they're doing the voices you know yeah um uh also uh note one uh a new ip again one best multiplayer and best shooter at the game awards so nice work on them yeah, um and uh if you, you mentioned earlier, you wanted me to talk about how big it is. Yeah, it yeah, please. Was, 
it is and was huge. I've been in Japan. It's going on my fourth year. So when I first got here, all the kids, I'm, I'm an elementary school teacher. So all the kids that I taught were super big into it. And they would always ask me what rank or what level I was. And it's still I, I want to clarify something. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There's tons of memes on Reddit of like on the, on the Splatoon subreddit of like hops into lobby sees this and it's just a bunch of Japanese names and there's this there's this myth that Japanese people are just infinitely better at Splatoon this is not true okay if you play during like after school hours in Japan time um it's all of my students and they are very bad <laughs> they'll play the okay. game for like 300 hours and they're like I'm a C minus <laughs> and um and I, I think the thing is that you're just hitting a bunch of like Japanese gamers who are really up late uh when it's like you know right out in the US I think you're hitting like maybe prime time for like the Splatoon gamers but I have I I don't feel like they're any more difficult or any more you know that's fair Good yeah I mean like there's there I feel like that's for every like you know, you like in Overwatch, it's like if you if you log on and you see like six Korean names, you just log off. Yeah, and I, I'm pretty sure it's those Koreans or the Korean gamers who are you know up like in really all hardcore hours of the like, night and yeah, hardcore. Exactly. But exactly, but if you hit like a Japanese server during like peak game time for like like I said, my fifth graders, you're gonna be like, oh god, it's old. And and and, and if you know Japanese, half the names are just like poop face and stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> I just see poop face and I'm like, oh god, he's gotta be in like fourth grade. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Oh man. Um yeah, so uh I wanna also talk about like this is a uh Splatoon was a uh, actually an industry pushing thing for the for the the method of its release and development. So uh, a lot of people know Splatoon as maybe the singular success story in this category of a game that released with nothing in it and was drip-fed content for two years and was a success. Um, this this was a $60 disc that you bought and you put it in and there was, a, there was an eight-hour story mode, which is cool. And then there was a lobby you could get on. There was one mode, which was Turf War, and there were two stages you could play on. And that was it. Mm-hmm. There were like four guns, I think. See, I think there was it's... like a community. Mm-hmm. Oh, go for it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so I think no, it go just ahead. okay. I think it just speaks to like how solid that gameplay loop was. It's just I don't know what it is. I'm not even like massively into like other shooters. I guess the only other one was Overwatch, but even then, I like a bit of variety. Yeah. But with Splatoon, it's just so fast that like as soon as you finished one, like you immediately want another one. Um, and I think. Yeah, I think it's just how satisfying it was to play. Like, you didn't care that there was no content. Yeah, I, I think that's true. And, like, uh, just for for anyone who wasn't in on this, on the Wii U, the split, uh, like, the first Splatoon, like, came out with, like I said, almost nothing in it. But every, every fucking Friday, they dropped a new weapon. Every three weeks, they dropped a new map. Uh, like, it, it was, like, it was a constant drip feed of new content. Like, Every time, and it lasted for like over a year. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, it was great. And new maps, new weapons, new game modes. Remember yes. that? Because yeah, new like modes, said, dude. I I fucking remember being at home and like losing my shit when they showed like tower control for the first time yeah. in like the trailer. And like I like showed my mom, and she was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> and that's an appropriate response. Yeah, like what is this? <laughs> Tower control for Splatoon. <laughs> yeah, um, it was great. Yeah, so it was it was really great, and it worked it worked amazingly. And I I'm curious. I don't know if anyone knows anything about it. I sure don't. But why did this not work for Arms when they tried to do it again? God, that is a good point, isn't it? I've never actually played Arms, so I can't talk about the 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 quality of the game um but yeah it yeah, just it got it got fairly good reviews i mean just as good as splatoon like That's people like... enjoyed it a lot like has a lot of the same vibes is it because the switch it... actually has other good games <laughs> so we didn't have to gamble on this new ip that is not a bad assessment actually i hadn't thought of that um there are I a lot of other games to play on the switch yeah i think arms was introduced into a genre of fighting games that really rewards uh 
hardcore players you know what i'm saying like you want yeah. a combo it's the dot yeah it's it's like tekken style right isn't that isn't that how arms uh, not necessarily like Tekken? i don't know if it's, it's, that, yeah I, I think it's uh i guess tekken style is probably about as close as i could say yeah so it's i think splatoon worked because i think splatoon worked because it's a pickup and play and you don't feel super upset if you lose Whereas arms, you know, it's a one-on-one, -on -one and you're having to predict and combo. Yeah. And one thing I, I don't. I, yeah, go for it, Nier. I was gonna, sorry. I, I was gonna say one thing I always do to sell people on Splatoon is that the games are five minutes long, and three, three, three. Sorry, turf, turf war is three, right? And ranked is five, I think. I'm Maybe. pretty sure. Ranked I'm pretty sure ranked is three. five. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, anyway, regardless, it's like these games are like a few minutes long and they don't get longer that's it mm. so if you have a bad game it's over and then you just play another game like you don't have to sit there like with your shitty league of legends team for an hour <laughs> and 10 minutes right like it's 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 fine like if if it's not fun it'll be over soon enough and then just i swear to you you play two more matches you'll be with a team that ends up like a bowing down the other team for no reason like you know that's the thing. Uh, yeah, it's just yeah. so fast-paced that, like, statistically speaking, in, like, an hour of playing, you would have, like, dominated the other team at least, like, three times. Um, yeah, and you would also have been dominated, like, an <laughs> equal number of times. Players of Overwatch, like, you can have... You can get like, those really long matches that go on for, like, half an hour or something, and in the end you lose, and that's, like, the most crushing thing yeah. in, in the world. But, yeah, yeah you just don't have Ooh, that. That does. Yeah, um, I will. Uh, I also want to talk quickly about like um, what, what. So on Splatoon two, like the uh, improvements and stuff. Like, what um, like what, what do you guys think about like two versus one? Like, uh, obviously, Salmon Run is like a new big mode. Um, I don't know, Rhett, What else? What else is in there that's new? Do you remember? If I remember correctly, you could correct me on this, but I think in Splatoon one, you could not jump as a human. Uh which is sort of wild, right? Um, and then, oh my god, yeah, it's sort of weird. Um, I think you could only jump as a squid. So they added that. They added a bunch of different weapons. They pulled out some things. Um, remember the big kraken in Splatoon One? You just turned <laughs> into that big kraken and swam around. Yeah, yeah. Dude. I miss that. Um, but yeah, the game just feels way cleaner. I've yeah. gone back and played played Splatoon One before. It's a good game, but it feels really weird that you can't do a lot of the things that you can in Splatoon Two. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so seeing that jump from one to two, I just can't imagine what are they going to do for three? Like I've, I, you know, from the little teaser that we got, it seems like they got this cool looking bow weapon that might be like a sniper. So it's yeah. going to be alternative Looks sniper. Looks sick, but I, I'm very excited to see what kind of, how they, you know, mess a little bit with the core mechanics, like adding yeah. what from one to two, the jump, what are they going to add from two to three? I'm really excited to see that. Right. So I do want to throw out that, like, just like from a personal note, like Rhett and I used to play Splatoon literally every night, like probably mm -hmm. for like two to three hours a night for, mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe like like months and months. Like, yep. Uh, I think we I, I think I checked my Wii U hours on that and I was like around 200, which was like that's, that's like baby hours. But um, yeah, like we we played like fucking all the time. And like that was like a really nice thing for me because I was like in a shitty place in Kentucky at another shitty job. Why am I all these shitty jobs? <laughs> but yeah, no, it was like a really nice escape for me. And like, it was just like fucking fun, you know, like it wasn't, there wasn't any like pressing nature of like having to do well in order to have fun. Like you don't have to win a, a match of Splatoon for it to be fun or cool. You know, it's uh, you're, yeah, you're exactly right. I think that hits the nail on the head and, and, yeah, personal-wise, me and you both were in our first full-time jobs coming out of college. And yeah, but you had a big gong work. in your office. Well, I had the gong, man. Uh, I didn't have a <laughs> punching gel, gel bat, um, but I had a gong. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was so fun just getting off work. Uh, we, we'd call each other up. We were a couple hours away. And uh, yeah, you just it's a pick-up-and-play game. It's so great. You just pick it up, pop it on, play as many matches as you want, pop off. And I've... I don't think I've ever felt bad after playing Splatoon. No, I never have either. Oh, good. You yeah. cannot say about other shooters. 
you you cannot rage quit. It's very hard to rage quit in this game. Yeah, it would be very difficult. Um, so let's talk about the characters quickly in the world. I think Ryu you absolutely hit the nail on the head when you said it was like a '90s post-apocalyptic world. Um, I think if I were to equate it to anything, if you if you think of Fallout as like the 1950s post-apocalyptic, that is exactly what Splatoon is for the '90s. Oh that, god, that is yes. like the aesthetic. It really yeah. is. Like culturally, um, they're just like locked there with the fashion, like the the music. I love yeah. it. I love everything about the world tune. Yes. Um, and so like the uh man, I, I really like uh so let's I mean the Squid Sisters are obviously everyone loves them. The characters are really exciting. Like so Callie and Marie, um, who I didn't realize were Calamari for many years, <laughs> um <laughs> were uh are the two squid sisters uh who are pop idols that are kind of your main characters and your road into this world and uh they do cool stuff and you know Callie's kind of the outspoken one who becomes an evil dictator <laughs> eventually and we'll get to that and uh marie is kind of like the shy nerdy one right um so they make up the squid sisters and i think one thing that people don't know about this game from outside of it is the is the fact that the players have had such a direct control in the direction of the games um, by the, by means of the Splatfest. So uh, yeah, the Splat Splatfest was a monthly event that happened for, I think about a year and a half for the first game. And I think they ran for how long did they run for the second game? Two years, was it? Mm. I think two years. Yeah. I think it ran two years. Exactly. Um, so every month there would be a contest and basically um, so in Splatoon two, instead of Callie and Marie, they are still characters, but they're not like the main characters. Um, you have a new group, uh, a kind of a pop duo named uh, Off the Hook, which is Pearl, who is our favorite gremlin, and Marina, who is, I just like, I don't know. Is there any, what what can I say about her that won't like get me on a list? Um, Marina? Yeah. She's, uh, she's got a lot of fans. <laughs> she's got a lot of fans. Um, that's a good way to put it. Uh, yeah, but like, uh, they, yeah they're both kind of they got their own personalities too they're not like a retread of the squid sisters you know uh i think describing pearl as like a spunky gremlin is probably the best i can do <laughs> um and uh marina's like extremely chill and just like very cool you know uh very level-headed it seems to uh, be more of like the uh calming influence of the two of them yeah um, definitely pearl pearl is sort of the chaotic one which which we'll get to we have yeah that that's leading somewhere um so, uh, sorry, I'm trying to, like, keep us uh, sped up. The real reason this is going to be a short episode is because I ordered some, uh, I ordered, like, my groceries I had to pick up at Kroger, but I accidentally did it between 11 and 12 p.m., and it is 11.36 a.m. right now, and so I do have to get there within 24 minutes or my groceries disappear. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, can I throw something in real quick? Yeah. Uh, we're talking about the Squid Sisters. I think it was amazing how... For the original Callie Marie, they made two characters which almost had equal popularity. Quick, and I'm gonna count down from three. Callie Marie, which wh- who is oh, it? Okay, okay. Three, right. two, one. Callie Marie. Uh-huh. Oh, see, well that 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 goes along with the results of the final Splatfest yes. of the first platoon, which Team Marie won by popularity of 54 to 46, and then won by wins. 51 to 49 and that directly played into the actual story mode of splatoon 2 yes which which had yeah, yeah go for it in here oh sorry yeah i, I want to explain quickly what a splatfest is if anyone doesn't know uh, um true right because like yeah you you, two, you pick a side one of the two things that are presented there's a contest sometimes it's like cake versus ice cream or the one time it was pokemon red versus pokemon blue was spongebob versus patrick one time like it's yeah, very crazy the first one sorry Cat versus dog was the first platoon. Yeah, exactly. So, some of them are licensed, which was I, I still think about the SpongeBob Patrick one, and I don't know how they pulled that. Um, yeah. <laughs> but how um, are you not gonna get Squidward in there somehow? Yeah, Squidward's already in the game. He's everywhere. Yeah. I'm Squidward <laughs> here. Squidward. <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> my favorite one they did was when they started a race war. What was it like? Squids versus octolings, was, wasn't it? Was it- Oh yeah, squid inklings versus octolings. Yeah, yeah, and um, oh god, didn't, didn't Marie say like, "Oh, Callie, don't you think this is kind of dangerous?" It's like <laughs> she was scared that they were going to stoke up hate between these two groups. 
Yeah, it's it's very on it's very like self-aware of what it is. Um so yeah, like Rhett was saying, the at the last Splatfest of Splatoon 1 was Callie versus Marie and Team Marie did win barely, but we we did pull through. And in being defeated, that actually was canonical to the world of Splatoon. And so in the second game, the story mode of that, Callie has disappeared and she's pulling some dark shit behind the scenes while Marie is trying to guide you to help you figure to figure out what happened here. Like what happened to Callie and like what's happening to the world around them? Why are the salmonids rising up? Why are the octolings getting so angry? Um, and it's like that's really cool that like that that was directly that. So in a in turn for Splatoon three, I think you saw a little bit of a, a saw a little taste of what happened to the world because at the end of Splatoon two, it was it was um, the the Splatfest was chaos versus order. Uh, with Pearl, of course, being the chaotic gremlin and Marina being order. Um, and Chaos won. Of course it did. And now, Chaos and now won France the got nuked. Of course it did in 2020. Yes, and now France has been nuked. You saw an upside down Eiffel Tower. This is a truly post-apocalyptic world now. Chaos won, and it has taken the world. Imagine how different uh, they would have had to make it if order won. <laughs> it yeah, it would be very boring. Would it, would it be like, I don't know, like a political thriller sort of thing like like oh, you man, know what know. sort of order are we took trade federation from... yeah <laughs> trade dispute instead of spraying ink do you just clean up the streets you just spray water on all <laughs> oh the it's ink. mario sun that's mario sunshine we already did that one. Oh no yeah <laughs> um okay so quickly what did everyone uh i think we talked about splatoon 3 a bit uh so let's let's see here uh are there are there enough ghosts in this i was thinking about this um I think the ghost. I think when you kill somebody, a little ghost flies out of them. Yeah, it does. And that's think... Yeah, it yeah. does. That is a little ghost, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. happy. So with, I'm happy with the amount of ghosts. I'm yeah, I'm pretty happy with the amount of ghosts in this one. Yeah, I don't know. Red, Satisfactory how do you feel? amount of ghosts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a tasteful amount of ghosts. All right, very good. I love my ghosts to be tasteful, just like the toilet paper hand. All right, and near. I know you said you're on a bu- on a budget of time. On a One time last budget, thing yeah. I want to say. Um, I saw this on Reddit and I pulled it back up because I remembered it. The one thing I'm a little bit worried about with Splatoon 3 is that the guy who was on the localization team, his name is Eric Smith. Um, he localized Mario Maker 2, Breath of the Wild, and Splatoon 1 and 2. Uh, a year ago, he tweeted, or ju- actually July 28, 2019, having written nearly every every English word ever spoken by Pearl, Marina, Callie, Marie, it's really hard to walk away from them. I'm going to miss the girls dearly. He left Nintendo in 2019, so there will be a new head uh, localiza- local, local, localizator. I don't localizer? Localizer? Yeah. Yeah, there'll be a uh, new head to that. And yeah. I feel like the, the dialogue yeah. and the games are, are really good. And They uh, are, yeah. They are going to be hard-pressed. a really good job. Yeah, because, you know, if you didn't know it was made by Nintendo, it could pass a game made in the West. So they're going to have to work hard to find someone yeah, who's as good of a localizer. Uh, and, I mean, I think they will. I, I mean, I, I don't think they've had... Nintendo's not been too bad about localization ever, really. Xenoblade Chronicles. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, I think it'll be, uh, I think it'll be fine, hopefully. Um, uh, just get them in there and see if they can, uh, see how long they can punch the goo, I guess, right? Yeah, exactly. Punch, punch, punch. (laughs) Alright, uh, let's, uh, let's move on. Okay, so welcome everybody to Time for Games. This is going to be a pretty short one. Um, I have a list here, let me pull it up. We're going to play Squid or Kid. Um, so what I'm going to do, I've, I've assembled here several um species uh of animal and this is either a type of squid or a type of goat which is like you know a kid um okay. so i'm gonna i'm gonna read you the name of the species um not like it's not like the scientific name this is just like the common name um and you're gonna tell me is this a squid or is this a, a kid all right um now I will I will preface this for all you taxonomy nerds out there. Uh, all of my my a lot of my goat characters here, a lot of my goat species are actually uh, ibexes from also from the Capernet family. So don't at me. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Arabian. Is it an Arabian squid or an Arabian goat? I'm gonna go with goat. Uh, I gotta go with goat too. That's a kid. That is a kid. 
Good job. Yay. Nice. How about how about snow? I am gonna That's a squid. I'm gonna go kid again. Oh. Yeah, it's a double kid. That's a that's Ooh. a that's a that's what again. How about the pajama? Oh pajama squid or a pajama goat? That's a squid. Yeah, I'm gonna go squid. You feel good about that squid? Yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Welcome. Welcome to the pajama squid club. <laughs> uh, they are here. Uh how about glacial? Glacial. We're starting off a little easier here. They're gonna get weirder. Yeah. I've squid. I'll... Squid, yeah. Glacial squid, good job. All right, how about this one? Bush club. Bush club. Now that sounds like a stupid English goat or something. It is so... a stupid English thing. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it a stupid English squid or a stupid English goat? Oh, we're not really known That's for a... our squids, I think. So I think I'm going to go with kid. Kid. That is a squid. I believe it's actually a Scottish one, by the way. Oh, Wait, a squid? Yeah, dude. That's a bush club squid. What? You don't know him? <laughs> um, all right. How about this one? Markor. Markor. Um, squid. I'm going kid. I got I to gotta catch back up that's somehow. A, that's a straight kid, dude. You got him. Oh. Yes. Woo. All right. We got a few more. Cockeyed. All right. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's a kid. Cockeyed. Cockeyed I'm a squid. kid too. That's a squid. That's a cockeyed what? squid. Oh my I, s- I swear that co- no. There's like 50 <laughs> different kinds of squids. <laughs> There's a lot of them. I literally uh, live how- surrounded by farms. How am I not doing this? How about a dwarf blue? Dwarf blue. No, I'm- I swear, if this. Go for it. Kid. I-, I think that's a kid. I think I've heard that before. Wait, no, this is a squid. Mm-hmm. Is it though? You sure? It's a squid. Are you sure? I, I I'm I'm very sure. Uh, I'm gonna double check. Uh, <laughs> this because is because sure. sound like it's I'm not. Scared. It's a goat. Like, no, not. it's not. It's not one. Why, why are you saying that? It's it's it's, it's a, a goat. goat. Yeah. Yes. Farmer. There is a there is a thing called a there is a thing there is a thing called a blue squid. A dwarf blue is a type of goat though. But what about just one that's like struggling a little bit, right? Like he's just a little bit small. Jesus. <laughs> All right. That's Last one here. Sharp ear. Sharp ear. No, that's good. You've got that's to be baiting. Squid. Yeah, you're baiting us. And even though squids. That's, like, that's squid quite, bait. Yeah. It's a squid bait. That's a squid. What do you think, Rhea? Yeah, I'm, I'm locking in squid. That's a squid. You guys got hey. it. Nice, nice. All right. Well, we've learned a lot about. Uh, um, uh, about tax a taxonomy today and uh what is that called um oh, what is that thing? some kind of classification what is that called jesus um anyway I, I don't know um somebody somebody there's a name for that and some biologist should correct me so let's close out uh yeah welcome uh to the ending i, I don't know why i said welcome uh <laughs> thank you to what did todd howard do for this one did he make did he do anything on this one I'm sure he has encountered Miyamoto at some point, and maybe that's where he got the punch the goo thing from. We never know. You know what? I, this this works because I think at one point, like when they were talking about Skyrim coming to the Switch, Miyamoto said, "And this is Todd San," which I still think about. Um, <laughs> also, I'm pretty sure there's got to be some kind of collab where, like, the Squid Sisters was like, "Yo, check out the maps," and like the big screen comes up, and it's just the intro to Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> This is oh Splatoon three and it's like the Skyrim trailer again. <laughs> um, like the big billboard in the Squid Town is just Skyrim. God. Uh, okay, so uh, yeah, uh, at GameLuster.com, you can find us uh, doing cool articles. You can find our other videos and shit like that. Uh, you can find us on YouTube at YouTube.com/slash/GameLuster. I will be working hard at on my Shadow the Hedgehog uh, video this weekend. I should have it up next week. You keep um, promising us. Can- you keep baiting us of it. Re, the script for this video is seven pages long already, and I haven't even started talking about Shadow. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're making this video up. It's not real. You just I'm not, it. I'm not. It's going to it's going to be very real. It's going to be too real, I think. Oh god. Um, are you the 
you're the real hedgehog. What is yeah. it? I'm the real Baker. hedgehog. Baker. You think I've written a fake script? Ha! Um, okay, so you can find us on Twitter at GameBustersPod uh, for more good Sonic takes, uh, as well as uh, uh, all of our uh, cool articles and things like that. So, yeah, thank you to our, our guests. Um, and, uh, yeah, Rhett, do you have any plugs? Are you working on anything creatively right now? Mm, I'm working on an educational video for my city government, but no, that's not worth plugging. Okay. Um, uh, catch me on Instagram at Rhett. Actually, it's private at one. Rhett? Don't catch me on Instagram. <laughs> I was about to say, look, what? <laughs> uh, no, I, no, catch, yeah, catch him on Instagram at the real Rhett Reese and not the Deadpool guy. <laughs> No, he always beats me in life. Uh, Ree, if you're not aware, the guy who wrote the Deadpool movies is also named Rhett Reese and is spelled the same way. Oh, and damn. so Red has had Red has had a number of people contact him with audition videos and such to and get. I got Red tagged in his wedding, and I was like, "It looks so <laughs> nice." Oh That's amazing. You should just go for Ugh. it. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It's like you should you should just pretend it. Yeah, I mean, like if if you showed up to like the fucking premiere and you were like, yeah, I'm I'm like I'm a I'm a skinny white guy and I wrote Deadpool. Everyone be like, yeah, that's you. You're the guy. Yeah, that adds <laughs> of up. Of course. Yeah, it adds <laughs> up. Um. All right. So yeah. Uh. You can find us also. Remember to rate us and review us on iTunes if you can. We only have one review right now. Uh. Which is from uh Johnny. Thank you for that, Johnny. Uh. He said Our that we unbusted fan. his life. Our biggest fan. Um. <laughs> If you, uh, yeah, if you want to, um, if you, if you throw a review on iTunes, we'll, uh, we'll see it and we'll give you a shout out on the show. That'd be fun. So please give us, uh, please uh, go for that. Uh, Rhi, what are you working on? Um, so I've just finished, um, writing an, a feature on every unfulfilled promise of Cyberpunk 2077. That's going to be on techraptor.net. Um, but oh my God, that was, by the end I had 15 pages of notes and I had to condense that to as close to 2000 words as I can get holy shit I never want to hear about that game ever again but it's it's interesting seeing how the game changed through development so I, I recommend checking that out when it's up uh, as for Game Luster just want to shout out um, our Nintendo Direct coverage if you want to see anything from that then the team worked very very hard to get to write something about everything that got announced so yeah check that out all right, nice. Sorry, I I just checked into Kroger on the mobile app. I said I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> you sit um, on a throne of lies. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Okay. Um. So yeah. Uh. Last word for the uh the winner. Uh. Did we both? We both. You won both again? won. Fuck. Yeah. We Yay. have to. Uh. We have to. Um. Say some something. What is like a Splatoon incantation? We can say. Actually, isn't there like a fucking? Is it the song like? The, this main theme song for Splatoon 2 I think is called Calamari Incantation. Yep. That's it. That's true. Um, I, I don't know. Are we supposed to sing it? I don't know what we're supposed to do. Just both say booyah at the same time. Oh, that's good. Yeah, we can fill up the we can fill up the booyah uh, booyah blaster. What is it called? Yeah, it's like the booyah bomb or the booyah. Yeah, something like that. Alright. Uh, we need to both say booyah at the same time and if, oh. we, if we don't then then all is lost. <laughs> Let's see how we go. I'll cut it down. Yep. Okay. Three, two, one. Booyah! Booyah! Jesus Christ! Oh, there you go. All right. We lost. All right. Well, what? Chaos won once over. again. Uh, Chaos is one. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, yeah. We'll see you later. I used, I used to work at a, in a sales office, and every time there was a big sale, we used to hit this big gong.